Praise God. So at the first part of what is man, having taken our time to review some questions, um, having dissected love and light, the study of the book First John, all right, we began to look at this creature called man, this one that God somehow has refused to start again with. And we were looking at our anchor text for that conversation, the contemplations of the psalmist in Psalms chapter 8 from verse 3 all the way down from verse 3. We'll read all the way down to verse 8. All the way down to verse 8. It says, When I consider your heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Verse 4 gives us a rhetorical question. It says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. Verse 5, he says, For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him. I want you to make this personal and say, I have been crowned with glory and honor. All right, I know someone is still settling down. Before we jump to verse 6, I want you to soak in verse 5. That is a description of you. I have been crowned with glory and and honor. Let's do it one more time and let it sink in this time. I have been crowned with glory and honor. Glory to God. Verse 6. Hmm. It says, Thou made him to have dominion over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet. All the sheep, oxen, yes, the beasts of the field. Verse 8, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. Glory to God. Glory to God. For, so if anyone needs a refresher, you can visit What is Man Part 1 again. What is Man Part 1 again. We laid the bricks about this creature called man. We established the fact that no one is self-made. And if you are going to make significant impact in life, you must learn to win with people. And that many who fail in life, what they have failed at essentially is how to win with people. People are built. God blesses men, all right? God is the source of men. He uses the instrumentality of humans. The devil similarly also would use people to bring about destruction. And we are looking at, from God's word, scripturally, steps, insights, wisdom, for our life, or now we can successfully win victoriously, like we learned from First John, to actually love people, to genuinely love people, so that we don't stumble in the dark. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, quick recap. This is not an attempt to reteach the last one, but some of the things we learned was that man can lie. Settle that and have your peace. The man, the unregenerated man, the one who is not yielded to the Spirit of God, they, their nature is to lie. Man is, and by man, I don't mean male, all right? Humans, desperately wicked, as free will, as a choice, choice real estate for both spirit, for spirit beings, for the Spirit of God, for demonic spirits. The desire there, and we've broken this down in detail. Please find that teaching. It will bless you. We said man can forget. Man can forget. It is our duty to remember. And we talked about man being the pinnacle 
of God's creation. So where did we stop the last time? We looked at the different roles that people play on our journey. We talked about pressors, we talked about exploiters, we talked about pushers, we talked about helpers, we talked about lifters, we talked about people who essentially see us as the future, we talked about drainers, and we talked about fathers. We talked about fathers. So this evening, in an attempt to tie up that conversation, we'll be sharing practical tips to walk in love. Practical tips to walk in love. Practical tips. It was the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. He's saying there are lots of, of great, seemingly great things I can do, but if I do not have love, sincerely nothing has been done. Paul refers to love as a more excellent way. And I believe very strongly that part of what God is doing in his body is raising an excellent army that will truly and genuinely walk in love. And I pray that you will be that person. I pray that I will be that person to win victoriously, to win constantly the victory, the victory, and to constantly walk in love. In the mighty name of Jesus. So over the next few minutes, we'll walk through seven points that you must constantly remind yourself of every time you have a temptation to hold a grudge, a temptation to hold an offense, a temptation to hyper-process events, a temptation to say, no, even God, you understand this case, I must see to it. I must, no, no, <laughs> I'm sure God will be disappointed if I don't treat this matter well. You know, those are funny, funny statements that are sponsored by the flesh. God really, God really will be glorified, all right, if you handle that situation as someone who has the spirit of God. That's really what will glorify God. God is not someone in heaven who say, ah, my daughter, me, you, you daughter of Sabbath, mighty warrior, you could not deal with them. No, that's the devil. That's the voice of the devil. Glory to God. Glory to God. So it's going to get really practical, and I believe the Spirit of God will help us that we will, by these truths, war a good warfare. In the mighty name of Jesus, number one practical consciousness, number one practical point that will help you to have a constant consciousness of victory, a constant walk of love. This is very critical, especially for believers. Number one, number one, it is a debt that I owe you. To love you is not me being kind to you. To love you is not me being oh, a very special person. To love me isn't me being a... No, to love you is me paying a debt that I owe to you. I owe it to you to love you. It's a tough one. Many of us know people who are unlovable. Also, we say, many of us know people who will claim are undeserving of love. You're saying, PD, you don't know this person. Let's just move on. You're saying, I'm forgiving them before. I'm forgiving them again. And I'm forgiving them again. And God is saying, I forgive you too, again and again. In fact, if we are to do it the way God did it for us, is to make a provision for what you have done, what you, will, what you are doing, and what you will do. And this really is the level that God aspires you to get to. That whoever has offended you, you love them. Whoever is offending you by the Spirit, you love them. Whoever will offend you by the Spirit, you love them. It is essentially a debt that I owe you. And we've said this over and over again. Sincerely, you are doing this for your own good. 
Let them go. They hurt you. They cost you so much pain. You really want them to just know that they messed with the wrong person. Hey, hey. The way you do that is by loving them. Love them. It's a debt that I owe you. It's a debt that I owe you. Romans chapter 13 verse 8. Romans chapter 13 and verse 8. Paul here, writing to the church in Rome. He says, oh, no man. Anything. He says, but to love one another. For he that loves another has fulfilled the law. This is deep. The reason why he's bringing it to the law was because he was writing to the Roman church, all right, convincing them that righteousness with God, all right, is obtained by justification, received through faith, and not by, you know, fulfilling the works of the law. So he's, he's giving us essentially a higher law here. He says, really, what you owe people is love. I owe you love. I owe you love. I have a duty to love you. That great song, I think we sang it at part one. It says, I'll pray for you. You will pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I need you. I, I must pay you that. I must, you see, part of the role you are playing is you have, you, have, you have provided an avenue for the Spirit of God to convince me that I have matured. Some of us, we have people around us who are like feedback mechanisms. They remind you that, hey, you are not as spiritually great as you think you were. What, what really have they said? Look at you. Look at the way your emotions have been ruffled just by a slight comment. And the Spirit of God is true. I thought I was here, but now I know I am here. By your grace, work on me. And you just, you just find scriptures, you find strength there, and you've already let the entire matter go. Someone is watching and saying, Does, doesn't this mean, you know, people start taking me for the fool? Just ride on me and use me anyhow? All right, by the time we get to number seven, you will see the scriptural way, the scriptural way to prevent that. It's not God's desire for any of his children to be malandled. And when you are sure of your identity in Christ, you know that battle is not yours. If indeed you see yourself as the apple of God's eye and somebody is deliberately messing with you just because your pastor said you owe them love so you must love them and they can misbehave around you, they can maltreat you because your pastor said you owe them love so whatever they do, you owe them love, just leave them. You owe them love, it's true. But watch your father coming for you. In fact, you will love them so much that you will, still, you will now be the one begging on their behalf. God is jealous over his children that yield fully to his spirit. God is jealous over you. He's really jealous over you. God's jealousy is a dangerous, is a dangerous concept. All right? But you, what you owe is to love. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So number one, this is how I walk in victory. This is how I win with people. Everyone I meet, I owe them love, irrespective of what they have done to me, what they are doing to me, or what they will do to me. By the grace of God, this is not my flesh. This is not my self-discipline. This is not being a nice human being. This is me being marvelously helped by God, realizing that by His Spirit, I have the grace to completely forgive and to for completely love them. Number two, it is my nature to love you when you are deserving, and especially when you are not. It is my nature to love you when you are deserving. If I can rephrase number two, if I love you only when you are lovable, I have not truly really loved you. 
If I love you just because you are my bestie or you have been nice to me, you say only nice things about PD, you know, you're always taking care of me, buying me gifts, you know, sending me nice text messages. Someone's like, who is PD talking about here? <laughs> Glory to God. If, if sincerely, the only time I show you love is when you are lovable, it doesn't really count. It doesn't count. It's love. Don't get me wrong. It is love. But how the, the, the solidity of our love is really and truly demonstrated at times when the person is completely undeserving. Completely undeserving. Completely undeserving. Hmm. Completely undeserving. Where you are, you are forgiving someone and you are the one crying. Because you can literally see the weight melting off your, your shoulders. You can see it going. You want to hold on to it dangerously, but you, you know better. You know better that this is my new nature. This is, this is who I am now in Christ Jesus. The old me. And please, if you, if you must refer to the old you, refer to it from a position of victory. Not from a position of, hmm, this thing you did, just thank God you did it in July. If you had done it in May, June, we were already in love and light. God was already changing me. If you had done it in May, the old me will have dealt with you. No, some people refer to their past as though they miss it. They, they refer to it like something they want to summon and just give you a little bit of, of that old person and then come back to the new. But the, glory to God, the old man is gone and is gone. We have no, no, no longer any desire, affection towards the flesh. It's been mortified. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. We don't miss the flesh. We don't miss the food of Egypt. We don't miss. We've crossed over. That person is gone. That person that could have killed you. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, I was listening to a dear man of God. He said something, and it was funny. In their church, they had a, a man who was a very, very deep member of the occult. He used to be, and he got born again. And um, born again, serving the Lord, loving the Lord, growing. And then at this place of work, someone did something very bad to him. And he went to his pastor. He had forgotten that he is now a new creation in Christ. He went to pastor. He said, pastor, please pray for me. I hope I'm saying this, this very well. But you'll get the lesson. He said, pastor, please pray for me. He said, what is that? Hmm. He said, this is what happened in, in the office. He said, okay. Is it, is it settled now? He said, pastor, thank God it's settled though. He said, but. He didn't know where he said. He said, pastor, I wanted to kill the person. <laughs> ah! He said, I wanted to. He said, but I just remember that that person is dead. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. You'll be shocked now. This, what I've just described now has nothing to do with title. It has everything to do with transformation. There are many, many, unfortunately, so believers, some with big titles, pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles, and yet things like, I will never, never forgive you for this thing you have done. You must receive the punishment. Some of them will drag God into it. If I be a servant of God, my God will must punish you. And I'm wondering, which God? Which God are you summoning? Because if it's the God of the Bible, it won't back you up to do witchcraft. That's what it is. Vendetta, gross manipulation. That old person is gone and is done. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said, glory to God. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. Just trying to retrieve my notes here. 
All right, so we don't summon or refer to the old person as though, no, we are missing that person. We are trying to bring that person back. No, 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 we are not bringing that person back. That person is gone permanently. That person is gone forever. Is never coming back. I, I, I love you genuinely, and at the very moments where you are not deserving, I still have the grace of God to love you truly. Number one, it is a debt that I owe you. Number two, it is my nature to love you when you are deserving, and especially when you are not. Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Having set all these initial bricks, I believe we might be able to move faster. It says, but love your enemies. This is Jesus speaking. It says, love your enemies. It's not saying love your friends. It is, it is, an it is, a, it is a given that you are, you are supposed to love your friends. Anyways, so love your enemies. It says, do good. Lend. Open for nothing again. It says, this is, this is it. This is what it means to be a Christian. And your reward shall be great. And you shall be the children. What that concept means is that you will, you will be showing the true genes, the true DNA of your father, the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. You will be true sons of your father, the most high, when you are able to love your enemies. Somebody say glory to God. So number one, it is a debt I owe you. Number two, if, I'm, if I love you when it's just all, you know, cool and vibes, mm -mm, it doesn't count. It's love, don't get me wrong. But in the moments where you're undeserving, where you have really, really been undeserving, like someone said, you've been a bad boy, a bad boy, all right? It is in those moments of badness, pardon my French, that love from a real believer begins to show forth. See, this thing you did, this thing you did, I want you to know that I've completely forgiven you from the very depth of, sometimes it's even scary to the person. So you're not supposed to forgive this. this was, that was not the plan. Uh, we, the, the whole idea was that with this maneuver, we will get you into a place of offense so that the level God wants to bring you into, you've, you've blocked because God, see, this thing's going in your heart and unforgiveness is a space occupier in the heart. It, it, it wears the heart so weighty, it translates from the spirit realm. Sometimes you feel the heaviness in the physical. Let's move on. Number three, number three point, it takes an edified spirit to walk in genuine love. The key words there is genuine. Now there is creepy love. There is funny love. There is fake love. There is love. <laughs> there, is, there is the kind of love that as the love is being loved to you, you already know that this, this is Trojan love. Trojan. Tro <laughs> I hope you know what I mean by Trojan noise. Trojan noise in Greek mythology was a, was, was a gift. A gift that housed, <laughs> that housed enemies. I said, oh, thank you. Wow. So, you know, I, I just want to show you how much I love you, you know. And you yourself, you know that this is not love, you know. You know that this is not love. Glory to God. I'm, I'm really trying not, not to give any examples on this point. No examples. So let's just stick to God's word. So that nobody says this shoe fits. Were you subbing me? I'm, I'm not subbing you. Scripture is too important. Glory to God. All right. So if the love is going to be true and genuine, if like Jesus you can be on the cross and the very people you are dying for are the ones saying crucify, 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 and he can stay there and say, Father, forgive them. So when you say, well, that's Jesus, you know, Jesus is the Son of God, 100% divinity, 100% humanity. So let's look for a man like you, a man like me, in the new covenant, Stephen, 
who was ordained to serve tables and to help take care of widows in the church, the Bible tells us it was full. That's the key word there. It was full of the Holy Spirit and with power. So he had an edified spirit. Therefore, he was able to walk in genuine love. In fact, I was listening to Pastor just, Pastor just said it in passing, and I was like, that, that is it. That is it. That really is it. <laughs> he, he just said something unrelated, but I just got it that Stephen sincerely, at the point the heavens opened, it was, he, he, they could literally stone that body. It was already in the presence of his maker. He said, Father, forgive them. How is that not an opportunity to give the kind of course that everybody there to a, to a thousand generations? To a thousand, it will, like, they will know that they touched the wrong person. And many of us feel it is our responsibility. Child of God, settle this. It is not your responsibility to prove to anyone that they touched the wrong person. It is God's responsibility to fight your battles. You have been called to walk in love. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So if your spirit man is not being built by the word, built by the stamina of your spirit, allowing yourself to, 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 to be edified, to be built up co constantly and a lot, doing this a lot, praying in the language of the Holy Ghost, being transformed, you will not be able to do genuine love. What you will do is creepy love. Creepy love is, is like going to daycare. And you see two kids, very annoyed. I mean, even the children I'm using as examples, they still do better than we adults. Because after they settle and reconcile, that's it. They're already playing, okay, can you see this castle I made for you? Can you see this? They, they're already back to it. But there are many times you say, parents, you say, okay, go and hug each other. Go and hug each other. I don't know where we learned that from. Go and hug each other. Children, they, they don't need it. We brought our blackness. We want to put their fine. They don't need to hug each other. We are the ones. <laughs> Glory to God. But your love can be genuine. That's the point. Your love can be genuine. It can be real. Your heart really can have space for God and nothing else. There's no... You see, you are too important and this is it. This is it. The Holy Spirit is enough to saturate your heart. Nobody is too important to be locked up there. They are living rent-free in your mind. You wake up, you know, your heart is already beating about them. What they said, what you should have said. Why did I say it? Can I roll back the time? Just give them a little more. No, no. That is not who we are. That is not the cloth we have been cut from. If it's going to be real love, hear me? The reason why we are saying this is there are, there are classes. There are HR classes. There are life coaching sessions that teach you how to win with people, you know, how to be likable, teach you how to, you know, emotional intelligence, how to sense people's feelings. All of those things are very great soft skills. And if you have the opportunity to learn them, by all means, I'm not discouraging that. But I'm saying that if, if indeed you are going to show love, Bible love to the undeserving, Bible love to the undeserving, if you are going to be able, at the Stephen level, to be able to bless your murderers, you know you lost that job. You know that promotion did not come. And you know who was responsible. I'm not talking of in the spiritual. You know the physical entity that made themselves available to see to it. And you're able to genuinely walk in love towards them. That's not going to be soft skills. It can only come by the power of God's spirit at work in a person. And it is my prayer that you, we will, myself, I mean this group, we will no longer be children. We will no longer be children. That we will grow in maturity. 
we will grow in our conformity to the image of Christ and we'll be able to live his life. In the mighty name of Jesus. So number one, it is a debt I owe you. I am simply paying my obligation. I can imagine as though there is, this is me, I speak as a man, I speak as a man, there's no scripture for this, all right? I speak as a man, but imagine in heaven as though there is a credit rating system. The way on earth we have credit scores, if you pay your debts regularly, you pay your, your payments regularly and all of those things, give you a good score. You say you are credit worthy. I imagine the same, everyone is watching this, the only debt my children are permitted to owe is love. Are they paying regularly? Do they have good love scores? It is my nature to love you, especially when you're undeserving. Building up my spirit is an investment in, in, in fortifying my character because it takes an edified spirit to walk in genuine love. Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22, as we move on. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the spirit, excuse me, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. We've talked about this. We have a teaching on this, on, on the school of the Spirit. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. All these are manifestations of love produced by the Spirit in the life of the believer. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, number four. Let's change gears a bit now. Four to seven, extremely profound if you've not been following before, please pay attention now. If you've not been writing, you can always watch this later and capture the thoughts, but please pay attention from now. Number four, a dead, listen, a dead and crucified vessel reacts equally to praise and to criticisms. This helps me to win with people. This helps me to walk in love. A dead, if indeed, unless it is not dead, unless it is, unless that flesh is not dead, if it is dead, your response to create outcome, you were able to accept praise from that vessel, but you cannot accept criticism from that same place. It is, it is proof that there's something still alive there. A dead, listen to me, a dead flesh, a dead entity has the same response to praise and to criticism. And for the child of God, what is the response? To praise, it is glory to God. You are the best thing since sliced bread. KICC is the best church in the entire universe. The only church better than you is on Mars. You know, glory to, you know, PD is the best thing since, you know, sardine, I don't know, sliced bread. The best, the best. And people will sing your praises and sing your praises. And you will do yourself a great damage to, be, to allow it to get to you. Your head is expanding, expanding. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, take our clothes, take our clothes. No, this is we've not seen. Ah, ah. You just say, be still, storm, still. Ah, it's open, ah, it's open. You are the greatest. So clear the road, clear the road. Here comes the king, here comes the Messiah. You know, it takes the, if you are going to walk in love, if you are going to take that, you must be able to take criticism, crucify him. Say PD. That's not it at all. I like, what do you mean that's not it? I've been, I've been, you enter into defensive mode. The Spirit of God now says, relax. That flesh is not fully dead. It's not fully dead. If it is fully, fully dead, if it is fully, fully dead, then your reaction to the criticisms will be the same reaction to the praise. Galatians 2.20. Before I read Galatians 2.20, let me tell you about a story I read many years ago for some strange reason, this story just stuck in my head. 
It was a story about a frog race. So you know it is a story. <laughs> it was a story about a couple of frogs that it was, a, it was mission impossible. I'm sure I've shared this with us some time ago, but it fits. So let's share it again. It was a frog race. There was this high mountain top that in this particular community, no frog ever had been able to get to that mountain top. It was too high. It was, so, it was mission impossible. And there was this competition and this group of frogs, you know, that started the race and they were just running, 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 climbing, running, running, climbing. And there were people down there, media coverage, drone footage. Oh, nice, nice, you know, monitoring. Oh, this candidate is here. This person is taking the lead. That person is taking the lead. And there were people downstairs blasting on loudspeakers and saying, go, 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 go. Someone else was saying that nobody has ever done this before. It is scientifically impossible to get to that top because of the oxygen levels at that summit. No frog gets there and remains alive. So this is just for our entertainment. All of them will soon give up, you know. And they were just going, people saying all sorts. Some were saying, go, go, go. Some were saying, you are stupid, you are stupid, you are wasting your time. All sorts of comments from down there. And they just kept going. But there was this one frog. It just couldn't stop. It was just going, going, going. I'm sure you're expecting this in this story. That there will be that one frog. <laughs> Glory to God. We're just going, 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 going. And there was a lady downstairs. The media discovered that she was crying. And they said, who are you? I said, I'm the mother of that particular frog. And she was just there in tears. She was inconsolable. And this, drug, this frog just kept going, climbing, 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 until he got successfully for the first time ever to the top of that mountain. And the old place, plus those that say it's impossible, it cannot be done. You are wasting your time. You are a fool. You are this. You are stupid. You are a joker. You are this. All of them together started clapping and celebrating like, wow, this has never been done before. Suddenly, the lady that was crying, pardon me by saying lady, the frog lady that was crying became the center of media while this young man was trying to make his way down. And they went to her and said, why? This is a moment of joy. Why are you shedding tears? She said something profound. She said, my son is deaf. He didn't hear anything anybody said. He had made up his mind. He was going to get to that top and he won't stop. So when you were shouting, go, 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 he didn't hear you. When you were shouting, you are wasting your time, nobody can get, he didn't hear you. When you were shouting, fool, 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 he didn't hear you. Child of God, there's a secret for champions in that story. You, you need to be deaf. You'll be shocked that people are clapping for you now. You'll be shocked. The way people flip, flip. Flip. And it, there's a way it will hurt you a lot if you don't learn this. That you have to be deaf to their praise. You have to, as the glory is coming, just have a deflector. Sharp, fast, deflect it to Jesus. Jesus, it is your glory, take it. So that the day the, their, 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 their knives and their pins come and pierce you in the same way you will deflect it and say, Jesus, over to you. Over to you. I didn't hear this. I didn't see this. This, this. this person is dead. I am now living for you. Yes, maybe the old, the old person might have responded to this. But Galatians 2.20 tells us, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Not my desires. Not my wills. Not my desired response to a situation. Normally, I, there is a way I will treat issues like this. But it is no longer I. This is what many don't get. It is no longer you. It is no longer you. I wish we could know this. I wish our denominations could know this. I wish believers could know this. We're actually on the same team. We need not fight ourselves. 
We're on the same team. Yeah, imagine, imagine, I don't know what sports you're comfortable with. Imagine soccer and you already have an opponent. That's what you forget. You already have an opponent. You now start opposing yourselves. You forget that you have an opponent who is already committed to your destruction, annihilation. And instead of all of us to take formation and say, I've got this, I've got this. And you say, you have got that, I've got that. Is why, 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 why are you there? Who put you there? When did you start? Who sent you? Are you called? You'll be shocked comments. People that we should be forming alliances with, you'll be shocked what will come out of their mouth. Hear this, learn this, know this, and find peace. A dead and crucified vessel reacts equally to praise and to criticisms. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Number five. Number five. Number five. I believe someone is still following. Number five. The glory ahead of you is greater than the justice you insist on today. The glory ahead of you is greater. See, let me, let me, let me say this. There are many times you just want someone to hear your side of the story because you know that any reasonable person, reasonable, keyword being reasonable, who hears this matter, we will judge that you were right. The consciousness of being right or being adjudged right it's, it's, a, it's a good desire. It's called justice. But there is something else superior to justice, which is God, what God uses in our own case. It's called mercy. If you want to insist on rightness in the world, you will fight a lot of battles. You will drain yourself out before you land in destiny. Someone needs to write that. You need to write that down. If you want to insist on rightness every time, everywhere, you will fight many unnecessary battles. You will drain yourself out before you land in destiny. You must learn to travel light. The journey ahead of you is great, and the devil knows this. He wants to weary you out before time. He wants to, he wants to run you out of, of steam before time. It's, it's all distractions. You tell the devil, I've set my face like a flint, if you throw this at me, I will love them. I will forgive them. If you throw that at me, I will love them. I will forgive them. It gets to a point where they will say, well, how can we really, really, really get to this person? It's just the way those guys ganged up against Daniel. And they said, we need this guy to trip somehow. Every man has a weakness. Everybody has a price. Let's get him a check to sign. They said, Daniel, he won't sign it. We've done, we've done check before. Are you serious? Let's send him a damsel. Let's send him a damsel to go dance around his house and to just send him a DM. They said, Daniel, he won't open your DM. We've tried it before. So how can we get to this, to this man? Let's use offense. He said, what do you mean by offense? Let's frame him. He said, Daniel, he will, see, he will forgive you. He will come, he will wake up, give you word of prophecy of what you were doing and still forgive you on top. They have tried everything unsuccessfully. That should be the testimony of a believer. That the only way to make you trip, someone put it this way, if you were to be charged to court and your offense is that you're a Christian, will there be enough evidence against you? Will there be enough evidence against you? Can, can, 
can your accuser take your Instagram to the law court and say, there is, there is a law, nobody should be a Christian. This person is a Christian. And the, the judge says, prove it. Says, look at, look at our Instagram. Is this not a Christian's Instagram? Not that they bring your Instagram. The judge says, what's this? Say, what's this? Are you making a case? Are you, whose side are you on? Are you the prosecutor? <laughs> or you are the defender? If you were charged, it's, it's a big food for thought. If the offense is being a believer, is there enough evidence of believing in your life? The glory ahead of you is greater than the justice you are insisting on today. Decide in advance. Decide in advance to forgive everyone today. Just decide. I know it's by his grace. As you begin to build up yourself on your most holy faith, all right, I know it is by his grace. Let everybody go. Release all of them. All of them. Bless them from the bottom of your heart. Some, someone is saying, PD, I, I understand and I will do it. But there's this one. I can't do it. I can't, I can't let them go. They hurt me so much. The more reason why you should let them go. What is ahead of you is greater than, than that place you've parked. Justice requires parking. When you are settling a matter, when the case is in court, that case stops. When, the matter, when, you, are, when you are seeking vendetta, progress stops. I've seen many lives, they've not made, sincerely, they've not made significant progress since they insisted on this. You just carry this matter. Look at Saul. Saul carried David's matter on his head. He had a nation to run, but his predominant obsession was just this boy. He left everything, and that's how a lot of people are. They've left their life, they've left their destiny, they've left their progress, and they're chasing after unimportant things. There's glory ahead of you, child of God. The, 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 the calling of God, the destiny you carry is superior to all these things. You let it go. You let it go. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the perfect example for us. How did he do it? For the reason of the joy that was set before him, he endured everything. He despised the shame. He despised the shame. In Easter season, when we watch Passion of the Christ, you know, some people, it moves them to tears. Some people, it makes them born again, again. Like, he did this for me. And I'm telling you that the brutality of Roman soldiers of the time cannot be captured by anyone or any movie that will be approved to screen today. If they capture it well, no, no, but no regulatory movie body will approve it to screen to even 60-year-olds. It cannot be. The brutality that he went through. But he took all of that shame. Why? For the joy that was set. People will talk about you. Unless you are not making progress in destiny, they will talk about you. They will talk about us. KICC, hear me. Settle it now. They will talk about us. We will love them. We will love them and they will talk about us. Why? Because we've, we've seen where God is taking us to. We won't pack. I'll start settling questions. Who's, did you say, did you? When did you? When? That's just, we don't have time for court session. We have, we progress. We don't pack. We don't pack. You go on full throttle, full speed to a place of destiny. And I pray for you under the sound of my voice for as many who are packed, for as many who are seeking closure, where the Spirit of God has released grace. I pray for a release of the fresh grace for you to let go in the mighty name of Jesus that there will be once again, once again, there will be a revelation of the glory that is ahead of you. 
and you will agree with God's spirit that what is ahead tomorrow is worth than settling this today. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Yes, I hear you. It's painful sometimes. When it's from unexpected places, people we've rated, people we've poured into sometimes. It's painful, yes. But you despise the shame. You let it go. You endure that cross. There's glory ahead of you. There's joy ahead of you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Someone is saying, how exactly do you do this? Number six. Number six shows you how to do this. We freely make excuses for people. We freely make excuses for people. It is a secret for victory. We freely make excuses for people. You freely make excuses for people. You don't use your faculty to imagine the worst about them. You choose, by God's grace, to imagine the best about them. Maybe they're having a bad day. Someone is saying, no, they are not having a bad day. This is who they are every day. Maybe they're having a bad life. I'm sorry, if it's not a bad day, I will find a reason for my peace. Or maybe they are just going through a difficult moment. Someone say, no, it's not this. This is who they are. So that's unfortunate. Maybe they are just in the process. You just, you, you just, you, you make excuses for people. That is what walking in love does. Sometimes you make the excuse. The person you made the excuse for, we hear the excuse. Be like, no, that's not even true. I am, I am Lucifer. You say, no, you're you just wearing a costume. The person says, no, it's not costume. He says, you don't understand. My peace is at stake here. For the sake of my peace, is a costume you are wearing. Praise God. Someone say, is that, is, that, is, is that good? Bible tells us love covers, covers. Not a few, but a multitude of misbehaviors. Permit me to paraphrase that. It covers, it covers and keeps covering. Keeps covering. How many times should we cover over and over again? How many times should we forgive? Seven times? Ten times? Seventy times? Jesus says, 70 times. The, the diligence to count, it means your heart is not really right. If you can really count 490. So at the wedding once where the man of God gave a scenario. Couple was going through a very, very difficult time. And he told the husband and the wife, say, husband, when she does anything you don't like, write it down. Put it in this box. Lady, when he does something you don't like, write it down. Put it in this box. Let's, in three months, you know, let's meet and, and convene. All right. You know the way you tell your children to save, you know, a loony, a tuny in their box, and after a while you open your box and see how much you've saved or you can buy. There always box of, of offense. So after three months, he said, bring it, bring it, bring it. And they opened the box. One person's box was full. He covered the toothpaste, left the shoe at the door. You already know who's on. <laughs> left the shoe at the door, didn't do the dishes, you know, didn't sweep, did not mop, didn't do the laundry. They don't do this. They don't take the kids out to the park. Miss this, miss that. You know, long, long things. They don't hold me. They don't talk to me. They don't ask how was my day. They don't reply my text message. Still went out to that work engagement with that secretary. I told him not to. But uh, okay, I already put agenda. So you, you know, you know who I talking. And the other person said, I, initially I was putting things, but I just discovered that the energy I'm using to do this, I can use it to fix up. I can use it to fix up. We freely make excuses for people. Freely make. We've been freely, let me tell you, remember what we learned from our study of 1 John? I know it's been a while now. I have been perfectly loved so that I can love perfectly. I remind myself, what you have done to me is not bigger, is not graver than what I have done to him and what I was deserving. 
he forgave me. I will forgive you. I will for- so you don't understand. I have forgiven you. So help me do that. I freely make excuses for people. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7. It says it's talking about love. Love bears all things, believes all things. I can put in bracket there like a fool. Believes all things. This is the last time I will do it. He said, okay, my darling. And you know this is not the last time. But he says, love believes all things. Love hopes, hopes. Love endures all things. Can you see what we've been called to? Nobody can do this consistently over a long period of time without the help of God's spirit. You can't. Something's got to give. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love ups all things. Love endures all things. And I pray that that grace will rest upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. And number seven, let's do a quick recap. Number one, it is a debt I owe you. These are practical steps to walking in love. I owe you. Number two, it is my nature to love you even when you're undeserving. Number three, I won't do this in my flesh. Why? It takes an edified spirit to walk in genuine love. Number four, a dead and crucified vessel reacts equally to praise and to criticisms. Number five, the glory ahead of you is greater than the justice you seek today. Therefore, decide on advance. Decide in advance to forgive everyone aujourd'hui, today, not tomorrow. Forgive everyone today. Number six, freely, lavishly, broadly make excuses for people. Oh, this is what, oh, you just, you bear, you believe, you hope, you endure. Number seven, the final one, as we round up this conversation, guard your heart, protect your space. Guard your heart, protect your space. Guard your heart, protect your space. The enemy is a charlatan and a psychopath. Started as a well-lit angel of beautification, ended as a charlatan. His desire is that you, you've been created in God's glory. It's like that start. His desire is that we also, and you see people, people today, they become almost more devilish than the devil because life happens to them. And they've decided that as payback, they will make their own contribution to wickedness in the earth. So the Bible tells us to guard your heart and to protect your space, to guard your heart. Not everybody's your friend. Many people don't understand this. Yes, we attend the same church. We are in the same Bible study. We both speak in tongues. We, we were baptized the same day, you know. So I just let my guards down a bit. You have to be wise. You don't let your guards down just because he's supposed to be a brother. Many are parading around. They are dangerous wolves. Dangerous wolves that went to get a nice barber's haircut. Dangerous wolves with, with <laughs> holographic looking sheep, cute puppy, you know. Looking, the face is like puppy. Beyond the cute puppy is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous destroyer. What is the spirit at work in them is dangerous. You guard yourself. You, you can love them, but there are, there are some people you love from afar. And the spirit of God is the one that teaches you how to discern. And he says, this person, close that door, love them, pray for them, but close that door. There are people you don't talk to every day. 
There are people you don't even talk to every week. You greet them, you check on them, and that's it. Why? Because they are a constant fuel of negative negativity. Pardon my French. That's all they have to give. All they have to give. All they have to give. You, 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 some conversations you, are, conversations, you are done, you feel a need to pray in tongues for just 10 minutes just to recalibrate your spirit, man. Why? Because they've drawn virtue. They've drawn all sorts. They've brought gossips. They've told you about brother, this, sister, this. They've told you about this church, that church, only in five minutes. In five minutes. And yeah, what kind of vitriol do you live, live, do you live on? You just want me, oh, did you, did you hear? Some of them are confabulating lies. It's the spirit at work in them. And the spirit of God enjoins you and enjoins me. Before you bring people into your inner circle, they must be approved by the spirit of God. Approved by the spirit of God, having demonstrated faithfulness. Paul was speaking to, to Timothy, and he says that this you, you commit to faithful men. Commit this work to faithful men. You don't, there are some things you don't give to a novice. We was talking about ministry in context, but there's a lesson there that your peers, your jewels, your affection, your time, you don't just spread it to everybody because it's a debt. What you owe them is love. You don't owe them your life. You owe them love. You don't owe them access. You owe them love. There is a wisdom that allows you to understand this and to say that, yes, I love you from the depth of my heart, but this friendship is over, sincerely, so that I can continue to love you the way God wants. This friendship is over. This relationship is over. I, I just suddenly realized by the Spirit of God that I are not actually my friend. We don't have the same value systems. Our destinies are far apart. All right, but I love you. I continue to pray for you from the very depth of my heart. You guard your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. Lest the enemy... Turns you, you'll be shocked. Lest the enemy converts you into a killer, a thief, and a destroyer. He says, guard that heart. The, the, let me tell you why the enemy is really, really out for us. He wants us to scar and scar and scar until all of us become hard and wicked. I see a bunch of hard believers lifting hard hands with hard hearts. It's easy to sing. Sing, we will sing, Father, I love you. But that's where it stops. Hard, hard, hard. Scarred, scarred, scarred. Bled, bled, bled. And the enemy is saying, they are looking more like me. Just give them time. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And you can't do, do this. You can't do this in your own power and in your strength. You will need my grace. And thank God that his grace is sufficient for us. I said, thank God that his grace is sufficient for us. I, can, I, I want you to say this with me. I am empowered by God's spirit to walk in love. I am empowered by God's spirit to walk in love. Come on, let's say it together one more time. I am empowered by God's spirit to walk in love. Glory to God. Why don't you take a minute and thank God for his word and say, Father, with, indeed, with man, this is impossible. But with you, all things are possible. I can only believe this because it is your word. I can only accept this because I know you will help me. For whoever has dealt with a situation that keeps hurting you over and over and over again. You are saying, PD, 
I am looking more like the devil, sincerely. The hardness, if you want to be sincere. You say, I've been toughened up by life. I've been toughened up by people who have stabbed me in the back. It's, it's no longer wounds and scars there now. It's something thick there now. I have thick skin. I don't have to handle them now. And you are hearing this message and you are discovering that what you've not been molded in the character of Christ. His mercy is able to restore. His mercy is able to restore. Thank you, Father, for the anointing of your spirit. Thank you for the kind of people you are building here. A people of power, a people of praise, a people of strength, a people of stature in the spirit. Thank you for a release of your grace to walk in love. Thank you for the wisdom to direct our way and our path. We give you all the praise. We give, I want to pray for someone this evening. Without Jesus, you, you might as well title this evening Mission Impossible. It is not possible. You can go to the, to the, wherever you want to go to learn all sorts of skills and mediation styles. Without Jesus, this is impossible. Without a supply of his grace, forget it. But thank God that the lover of your soul is reaching out to you. Saying, come on, my son. Come on, my daughter. Come on, friend. You've been too far away. Don't allow that guilt to, to, to swallow you up. I'll forgive you. When I say you don't know what I've done, I say, what do you mean? I don't know. I know everything. And I'm still inviting you to come home. If you can say with me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, today, I believe you are the Son of God. I receive the fullness of your life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for the grace to live a life for you. This life is now yours. Come on, say it like you mean it. This life is now yours. Live your life through me. Let my life for the rest of my days glorify you. Thank you, gracious Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. I want to pray for someone else, another group. You know that if there is no release or a supply of his grace, today's teaching sincerely is a joke. Let's just, let's continue learning other things. This working in love thing, forget it. Forget it. I've been hurt, I've been scarred. Let me treat them first. I will listen again, you know, and then I'll work in love. That's your disposition. I want to pray with you. And I want to join you also. There is a grace that can make this our default experience. Now this can be a description of us, a people of genuine love. This can be us. I want to hold your hands this evening, trusting the Lord for his supply of his grace, for his supply of his grace, for his supply of his grace, for his supply of his grace. It's okay if there's anyone under the sound of my voice. You, you don't fight the tears. Don't hold it back. Let it flow. Let it go. Let it go and let them go also. Let it go and let them go also. Let it go and let them go also. God's, God's, God's glorious destiny ahead of, of you it's worth it. It's worth it. Let them go. Let it go. Let them go. I know you were abused, but let it go and let them go. You were severely embarrassed. Yes. Yes. This is not me being insensitive. This is me just trying to, to get you to see what is showing you. That tomorrow, this is what, tomorrow has been waiting for you. Your destiny has been waiting for you. The glory has been waiting for you. It's worth it. Let it go. Let it go. 
Father, thank you for your supply of your grace. That every chain, every prison that we have locked ourselves in because of our refusal to let go. Thank you for liberty. Thank you for the oil for liberty that flows all through the room, in our homes, in our hearts. Thank you for the grace to let go, to release, to forgive, to love again, to hope again, to forbear again, to believe again, to endure again. We give you all the praise. It is done by your spirit. Your children are set free to the glory of your name. Thank you, gracious Father, for in Jesus' name we are praying. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.